Hello, my fellow book lovers, and welcome to this week's episode of Five Reason Friday, where I break down the five reasons why you should, or in some cases, should not read certain books. In this week's episode, I'll be discussing the five reasons why you should read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Now, this book is an exploration to see why some people become outliers. Outliers are defined as anomalies, those that go above and beyond in their respective fields. That could be rock stars, it could be software engineers, Bill Gates, the Beatles, you name it. And Gladwell tries to look into the reasons why some people become more successful than others, whether that's one reason, like hard work, or whether there's a multiple factors behind it. Now, I reviewed this book last year in December, and it made a massive impact on me and opened my eyes to why some people might become more successful than others. And it's not just as easy as saying some work harder and some don't. That is a factor. However, there's many other factors that go alongside it. And if you read this book, hopefully your eyes will be enlightened and you'll be able to see some of the areas that success can be attributed to as well. All right, let's get started. So reason one, substantive. Now, outliers, like I said, is looking into why some people become anomalies, why some people go above and beyond in their respective fields to become really successful. Now, Gladwell looks at the reasons behind this. However, it would be easy to say that it's one reason that determines success. But that's not what Gladwell does. He looks at some of the reasons why some people become more successful. And many of the reasons are ones that we don't tend to look at. It could be location. It could be income of parents. It could be, you know, location to certain universities. In Bill Gates' case, it could be patronage, you know, lineage of families, some of the cultural stereotypes that you have and looking at those kind of factors determine why some people out of some certain cultures might be prone more prone to success than others in certain other cultures the reason why i like this book so much is because gladwell kind of debunks the myth that it's all self-made those kind of people that say you know i'm a self-made millionaire self-made billionaire yes you have gone down the road yourself and you've made it yourself yes however there's many other factors surrounding you and your history that have contributed to you getting into that certain state of mind it could be people that you co-run a business with it could be people that helped you through your education the people in your family the, your friends surrounding you those are all factors that help to your individual success it could be like i said it could be the location you live that are more prone to people the year you were born which is a very common factor to determining the way that someone becomes successful. For instance, a lot of the Silicon Valley entrepreneurs were born in the 50s just because that was the year that um, the dot-com boom and all that kind of stuff happened in Silicon Valley when the entrepreneurs, they were at the right time to invest their money and become part of that system. Attributing success to a single element can be, it, it is the easy thing to do. However, it's not what Gladwell does in the book. He kind of peels behind the curtain and has a look at some of the, the more in-depth factors that can contribute to success and that's why I like this book because that's why I think it's substantive it's not just looking at the primary factors it's the secondary the tertiary you know it's looking at those really really in-depth reasons why some people are more successful than others reason two now reason two challenging assumptions now I knew little about Malcolm Gladwell and his work before I read this book but in my current reading and whilst researching for this video and reading the book the thing I saw about him is he loves to challenge assumptions and I, his role as a revisionist historian is to do so 
when I read this book and when I've been reading certain articles in the past couple of years, a lot of them have been debunking the 10,000 hour principle. If you don't know it, it's basically saying that if you dedicate 10,000 dedicated hours to a certain craft, you can master it. And a lot of people have debunked that at the moment saying, look, that's not right. You know, you need X amount of hours. You need X amount of hours. It's not really the, it's the, it is the hours and it is the principle, but it's the principle behind the hard work. And that's what Gladwell kind of debunks. He says, you need to put in that work. And the examples, like I said, that he included is the Beatles who used to tour, you know, to and from Amsterdam all the time. And they did this years before they found any success, especially before they went to America. And you have Bill Gates who dedicated weekend after weekend in the University of Washington in their computer center. And there's many factors that go behind that. For instance, that the computer center got established pretty much when he was at the right age to dedicate weekend after weekend. If maybe if he was a couple of years after, it would have been someone else. But that's beside the point. The 10,000 hour principle still stands. And without that long-term dedication to the 10,000 hour principle that Gladwell stands by, then a lot of the people that he would say would be successful would not be. Reason three, analytical. Now it's easy in a book such as this to just delve into the first kind of layer of the theory looking at why some people are more successful than others but Gladwell doesn't do that, he goes even deeper and it's why I enjoyed this book so much and why it's made such an impact on me. The most notable experience when reading this book was looking at the reasons why some Chinese students um, have more of an aptitude to science, it could be Chinese, Japanese or Korean, have more an aptitude for maths than our American and UK counterparts of that similar age in school. And the reason might, the reason kind of opened my eyes as well is the numerical counting system, how in China, Japan and Korea, their numerical system sets it up that there's a lot less words for them to remember when learning those words, um, those numbers initially. Gladwell explains that our numerical system in comparison to the Japanese, Chinese and Koreans take too long to learn. And what that, what that means is over generations that accumulate and can be a differentiator to why some people in Asia might be more successful in the long term than their UK and American counterparts. Now that could be a small thing and it's something that's institutionalized and cultural as that's the way that their numerical system works and the way they're taught it in school. However, that could be a massive impact in their ability to learn such things basic things as maths. For instance, a five-year-old Chinese, Korean or Japanese is more likely to be a year ahead in maths already by the time they're five. And that can make a massive difference to success, especially if you're in that field as well. Reason four, layered. Now in a book that tries to explain why some people are more successful than others, it's very easy to land on one single factor for success. But that's not the case, and that's what Gladwell explains in this book. There's a myriad of other things that attribute to someone's success. But he doesn't really talk about that in the book. He doesn't talk about some certain person's individualistic reasons for their success. He talks, and, and the thing I like about this book is he talks about the context surrounding success, which is not something that's talked about more often. It's it's the context for the certain situation, the location, the, the year they were born, the year they were educated, the patronage, all that kind of stuff. The passion for their chosen field, the market in their chosen field, all these factors contribute to that success rather than the individual alone. Such thing as classmates at the time, whether they were successful or not, whether they had a good aptitude for work. And Gladwell, as a revisionist historian, looks into these factors because that's what he does. He looks at the context of it, and that could be equal as if nor more important as looking at success as just a single factor. 
Reason five, explanatory. Now, when looking at books that discuss success and many other factors, many fall on theories to back up their arguments. However, this doesn't hold up when talking about success because there's too many factors. You can't ignore the historical, the psychological, the sociological and the physiological factors that go into why someone is successful. Therefore, you need to look at more substantive reasons about why some people are more successful than others. And that's what Gladwell does so well in this book. Looking at one single factor is too simplistic and looking at many factors is too complicated. Therefore, only by giving the context to a certain individual success are you able to attribute that success to the, the overall bubble surrounding that person. And this is what Outliers is about. It's about that bubble surrounding that person or the bubble that can surround you if you set your life up in a certain way. He doesn't give the factors in order to set up your your life in that way. He just gives you the context about why success happens in that way. That's it for this week's episode of Five Reason Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, please comment below if you read this book or if you want to read this book. I'd love to hear from you. As always, have a great weekend. I've been your host, Orn Abdi. Thanks for watching.